Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Social Hour Podcast, a podcast for SOAS by SOAS. I'm your host, Bethany. And I'm Ashley. And today we have a very special guest. It is Whitney from Whitney Sews on YouTube. Hi, Whitney. Hi, I'm so glad to be on today. I'm so excited to have you. Yes, it's been it's been too long since we actually <laughs> talked. <laughs> yes, really. We've known each other for years and years because we've both been on YouTube for a long time. So, um, of course, our guests would love to know a little bit more about you. So, if you yeah. can introduce yourself, sure. So, I am Whitney. I go by Whitney Sows on the internets, as I like to say. <laughs> um, I actually started sewing as about 22, almost 23 years ago. Um, my mom was working on a quilt and I just thought that was like so impressive that she could take all these little pieces and make something so big. And um, so I was like, hey, mom, I kind of want to learn how to sew. Can I use your scraps? And she's so wonderful. She let me have my have her scraps and all of that. And so I started sewing and I just absolutely fell in love with it. And um in 2009, I was in college doing a mass communication degree and was asked to make a video showing my style as a director. Oh. And I was like, um, I don't have a directing style. So instead, I convinced my teacher that um, if I showed how pe- people how to make their own style, mm-hmm. that it could count for that topic. And I don't know how I convinced her of this, but I did. And so I made a video like pretending I was the host of a sewing TV show. And I almost oh, called so it. So I almost called it Sewing with Whitney. And I was like, no, that's like too close to a playoff of Sewing with Nancy. I don't want to like straight up copy as if my teacher would have known. Um, so <laughs> I called it Whitney Sews. And I posted it on YouTube because that's what we did as students back then. And some people started asking me, they're like, oh, when's the next episode? And I'm like, um, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and so I graduated and was like, well, I don't have anything to do before my job starts. So I made another video and then I made another one and I made another one. I just thought, well, I'll just do it till I kind of get tired of it. And it's 2022 now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still going and doing, you know, videos. I don't do them every week now, but I do still mm-hmm. post regularly or on, you know, semi-regularly Instagram um, things like I that. also have started doing what's called cosplay um because my husband wanted me to make a costume for him and then we kind of all fell into it as a family and so we do that as well and just I do tons of different kinds of sewing for myself and for my family and it's just so much fun and I I absolutely love being able to create things with my own hands that's awesome I love how you fell into this like you go to school for one thing and it literally turned into something else and that's just like really really inspiring now you have quite a few followers on youtube you have been doing this for a hot minute um i think i think you're up to what 182,000 subscribers on youtube like that's that's significant that's amazing you've got over 800 videos so if you all are wanting to learn how to sew and learn some really cool stuff from Whitney. She's a great resource. So we'll, of course, link her information in the description. But yeah, there's a lot of content <laughs> right there. Yeah. And amazing, amazing. Now, um, 
can you give us a little more information about your little family? I know you guys are in, the, you said you're in the country. Yes. <laughs> and you have- yeah. So um, there's me and my husband and our two kids. My kids are six and seven. And um, okay. back in January of 2019, we actually moved to almost two acres in semi-country. Like we're a few minutes from town, but you know, it kind of has that feel of country because we do have the almost two acres. and um, we got some chickens. So right now we have seven hens and a rooster. Um, and we have some kittens and cats because our neighbor moved and left their cats. So we kind of oh, adopted goodness. them. <laughs> um, so we kind of jokingly call it the homestead. Yes, um, we, yeah. have, we have gardens. Um, we actually, we had a freeze last night and it froze mm. all my tomato plants. Um, but we had picked. Yeah, mine are shot buckets and buckets and buckets before then so I have a ton of tomatoes to process and stuff so we just kind of call it like our little homestead um Mm -hmm. and we kind of are just having a blast doing the like country type things so me and my husband grew up in the country so do your kids love it yeah yeah they they like having the space to run around and um before this we had lived in kind of a bad-ish neighborhood like we called it the hood (laughs) Um, and we lived on a corner so we always had people like speeding by and like cutting across our yard and stuff so like it's a huge contrast from there um Mm. where like I didn't feel comfortable letting my kids play in the front yard and here like they have free reign of a fenced in acre backyard and it's just like oh you want to go outside go I don't care yeah like just Just go play play. and I I don't have to worry about them you know so that's so nice that's, That's awesome. Wonderful. Now, do your girls show an interest in sewing? Do they, like you did with your mom? Absolutely. My uh, seven-year-old, she started asking me to teach her to sew. Um, oh, she was like four and a half or five. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I'm too nervous. Like, uh, I yeah, was so young. afraid. She'd be like chopping her fingers. She'd be sewing her hand. You know, all that stuff. industrial. Yeah. And so finally, I think it was summer of like last summer. Mm-hmm. So a little over a year ago, I finally started teaching her. And sure enough, she's a pedal to the metal kind of person, which I, mean, I am too. <laughs> I am too. So she gets it from me. But um, like, she's like, okay, I'm ready to go. You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like slow it down, kid. You know. <laughs> But she's so creative. She has all these ideas. She wants to make clothes for the cats. And she wants to make costumes for her stuffies and all this stuff. Um, and she did actually end up sewing her finger. She sewed right through her nail. Oh, no. And I was <laughs> so afraid she'd be, like, I'm done forever. But thankfully, like, two days later, she was like, okay, I'm ready to work on my project. I'm like, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad it didn't scar her for life, but also, and I, she did slow down a little after that. So good. Well, maybe that was a hard lesson <laughs> learned. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. around her age when I first started sewing and I was sewing for like my Barbies and my little troll dolls and, mm-hmm. and like my stuffies, my cabbage patch dolls. Like that's, that's exactly what she should be sewing right now. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun that she's getting to like be creative. I, I really sewed a lot with felt. I just oh, yeah. really mm-hmm. liked the felt and the structure and without, and it's it cheap and it exact and it sticks to itself really well. So I didn't have to worry about pinning and clipping a whole lot. Nice. So it was a fun, like beginner material for making things for like, you know, odd shaped dolls and then little yeah. things. And 
it was yeah. fun. So I'm glad that she's starting so early because I was a, yeah. I was seven when I started taking actual classes in person oh, wow. at a location. Um, but my mom was like letting me play around with all nice. of that when I was younger too. But I've never yeah. sewn through a finger. That just makes my finger hurt yeah. thinking <laughs> about it. Oh my, my gosh. I ended up in the emergency room after cutting. Okay, okay. Hold on a second. That was literally a question I was going to bring up later. How's your finger and has it healed well? It's doing really good. Um, I remember that video. If you're you're in person right there, oops, sorry, right there, um, Mm -hmm. you can see a difference in the texture of my skin. But it looks more like a burn than anything. Um, But I do have to keep my nail cut like super short on that side because Mm. there's the nerve endings are all messed up. So oh. if my nail is long at all and my anything touches my nail, like I don't like feel it, feel it, but I can tell that something is weird there. So I yeah. it, like my nail is super short and stuff, but my finger healed surprisingly well. Um, if you don't know the story, I was actually working on my youngest daughter's birthday present, which was a t-shirt quilt. And I was home alone. And it was just like, oh, I need to trim up this edge and had my ruler, my rotary cutter. And I just went and the rotary cutter bounced (laughs) up onto the ruler, (gasps) popped the finger. There was a piece of my body laying there. I jumped up, spun around and put my hand over the sink. And that's like the amount of time it took before it started gushing. Oh, my gosh. And then I'm like calling and calling and calling my husband. He was photographing an event. And so he was like not answering his phone, I, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. No. And I called my mom and was like, Mom, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I thought I was going to pass out just from how much, oh. like, it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we ended up having to go to the emergency room. There's a picture of what got cut off on my. It's like embedded <laughs> in my website, so like yeah, you have to have the link behind it. I saw it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I put it on a ruler <laughs> so you can see how it's. Anyway, so I ended up oh finally God. getting a hold of him. He drives me to the emergency room, and they put like three stitches in just so that it will like close back up, right? But they won't attach the part because I didn't put it on ice. Oh, and I'm like, what should I do with it? And the guy's like, oh, no, no, just like flush it or whatever. Oh my God. So it was an experience, and my kids to this day do not know how it happened. That's because good. You shielded they, them because good. the very next day I went back to sewing the quilt and I gifted it to my daughter for her birthday. Gosh, I actually <laughs> had that like same experience birthday. happen, but I didn't cut skin like a chunk off. But it did the same thing. I had my hand on the ruler, and I'm like going down, mm-hmm. and it jumped the ruler and went over. It went over my thumb. Right over my thumb knuckle and into my thumbnail. And I had yeah. on, I have like a, a dip acrylic. So it didn't mess up my nail. If I hadn't had this on, I would have sliced my nail. But my whole finger was sliced open right here. And I did it while I was at work. I was in, um, because I work at Singer, we have these like, we have this, it's a closet. Let's be honest. It's a closet and it's got a cutting table in there with all of our fabric. So I was in there and I was using a rotary cutter that I'm not used to using. And I was just trying to be fast. I was talking to a coworker and she literally saw it happen in slow motion. And she just like grabbed me and pulled me down the hallway to the like, uh, first aid kit that was mounted to the wall, which I didn't even know we had. 
because I never really go to the office. And she's like bandaging me up. And I'm like, my thumb has a heartbeat and it hurt for the longest time. But I was like, these rotary cutters are so sharp. They are. And if you get comfortable with one and then you switch to a different one that has a different handle, you have to be really, really Mm -hmm. careful. And that's, it scared me. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I've nicked myself here and there, but that was like a, that was a serious, like I thought I might've needed stitches, but it was fine. It, it, you can't even really, there's just a slight line there. It blends in with the other wrinkles on my hand. So <laughs> you don't really notice it, but it, it hurt. And if I had not had like the little acrylic nail stuff on my nails, I would have lost a fingernail for sure. So yeah, that's, I, I owned this beforehand, but I thought I was cool to use it. Oh. Like my mom had bought it for me. Is and, that a, what kind of glove is that? You. It's, a, it's a rotary safe glove. It is actually um, from Fonz and Porter. So I didn't even know it. this was a thing. Yeah. And so it has like these little bits of rubber that um, like this can get cut, but it will slow the blade down so much that it won't cut you or something. Oh, something I um, love that I it's reinforced that. right here because I've cut myself so many times right here too. Yeah, I have this. I need one of them. I did not know this was a thing. Because I'm like, I preach about these now. I'm like, you need these. Mm-hmm. Save your mm-hmm. hand. Don't end up in the ER. <laughs> Add to cart. Seriously, yeah. I I need I need one for each hand. The hand I cut with, and the hand that's <laughs> in one time I was cutting, and my finger, like the finger I'm holding it with, somehow rested oh, on no, the blade, no. and then I and I was like. <laughs> like just for a second that's like, and I was like oh my gosh like how the I worst so thing that I, i'm a horrible victim of not closing it when i'm done and i just sit it down mm-hmm. and i go to move fabric and i move my hand and it yep. rushes up against it and i slice yep. it and i'm like it's oh my so gosh, easy what? it's so, so sharp they are so sharp it. Yeah. i so actually did i did <laughs> i say i don't know if i sent this to ashley or not i sent it to someone I don't know. I've slept since then. Uh, I have the worst memory, but there was a video of a girl horribly misusing a rotary blade. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, if you call it out. Yes! Oh, my God. Yes, Yes, I've seen several people do that. And I had had to come to Jesus in my stories on Instagram, and I was like, I'm not going to call this girl out. I'm not going to blast her, but, like, this is not okay. Yeah. So she was like holding it up and down with a fist with yeah. her hand. It was so close to her hand. And I was just oh. like, oh my gosh, please, yeah. please don't post stuff like this. This is how people <laughs> who don't know better follow you and do what you do. And then they get hurt, you know, like mm-hmm. it stressed me out so bad. I showed it to my mom and my mom, I was like, maybe I'm just crazy and being like overly <laughs> cautious here. And I sent it to Ashley. She was like, oh my gosh, no. And then I showed it to my mom and she was like, oh, and she, yeah. she said that made my whole body hurt. Like I, she, I showed it to like, my husband and he doesn't even know how to use one. He's like, that and awesome. this <laughs> I bet you she did that on purpose though. Cause she knew that it would invoke this passion in us. I don't, I don't think seen, so. There's a um, channel. I watched in prime where they do like, it's a, like a Japanese news channel on YouTube, but they do like this zero waste. Um, uh-huh series and one of the videos was about this lady that has like a sewing school and she teaches moms how to like repurpose their old clothing to make stuff for their kids and i think it was in that video where the lady was cutting like that and i'm just like the teacher's right there like did did she say this is okay 
And then in another video, just like a week or two ago, I saw someone else do that. And I was like, yeah, it's not okay. Public service announcement. Because it was from this all is, different countries. And so I'm like, in other countries? I just don't. I mean, you don't really, if your blade I, I, is sharp, if your blade's sharp, you don't need to put that much pressure down. So I don't understand why someone would need to hold it with a fist straight down. Like, you don't hold a knife that way unless you're. <laughs> I don't, like a caveman if you're a caveman yeah, yeah. i just it just seems i i tried i will tell you because i thought maybe i'm just i'm just used to now. doing it one way so i said no. well, let me just see how it feels and i did it because i cut a lot with my rotary cutter for all of my bandanas and so and i don't use a ruler i, I trace it on and then i just freehand cut it so i've done it so much but i tried to do it the the way that that girl did it and i was just like no no, first of all, that's not a straight line. And I just <laughs> gouged into my cutting mat, you know, mm-hmm. like, this is not, mm-hmm. this is not necessary. So yeah. I'm sorry that happened to you. And yeah. we went down a rabbit hole of horror stories, but I hope, <laughs> I hope someone t- learned something from this moment. It's a public service announcement on how to properly use a rotary cutter. And if you think you're doing it wrong, go watch one of our videos of us doing it right. For your own safety, for your own safety. I feel like we need to have like, we we may just need to record a little video when we, yeah, you think that wouldn't be, but they're so dangerous. And maybe we can make one highlight, just how to hold a rotary cutter on our Instagrams. Yeah. I I have a video just just how to change the blade safely using a magnet, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have all those kind of tips too, but I just didn't, they're all like with the machine related, not so much the rotary mm. itself but now yeah. i'm like maybe we need to have we need to break it down a little more <laughs> mm-hmm. we just don't want y'all to get hurt and even us who use it the right way we got hurt so it's yeah. oh yeah now my, hurt. now my hands hurt <laughs> yeah. they're a sharp tool they got to be treated <laughs> well <laughs> we want to talk a little bit about something that you're you are passionate about that you have a big focus on and that is repurposing Absolutely. Either, uh, either old clothing, going to the thrift shop, or working with the fabrics you already have in your stash. So, can you elaborate a little bit? Because I know you have a whole Facebook page about it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I have um, right now going on the second Sew Your Stash Challenge, which is all about um, like we tend to collect fabrics from, you know, oh, that's pretty, or Oh, I'm going to need that for a project, but I'll buy extra, you know, all that stuff. And then you have like a yard here or that pretty fabric there. And you, or in my case, at least I would look at it for so long that I'd get to the point of like, I don't even know if I want to use it now mm-hmm. or it was the, but it's so special. I don't want to cut into it. Yeah. That kind of thing. And so the original challenge started in 2017 where I was like, this is getting ridiculous. I started collecting and not using and <laughs> guilty. Uh, I, feel I, I feel so seen right now because we, I literally have like six bins of fabric over here. Huge I have bins. A storage building worth half. Okay, so. Um, so I, so I was like, okay, I've got to challenge myself to use this stuff. And so many people had given me fabric too. That was like, I don't yeah, even that's know the thing. like what this would be used for. And so what was it, I the curtains that you got? Yeah. Can someone yeah. give you like bags of curtains and yeah, you're like, like 
six of the like black huge trash bags full yeah um but so I challenged myself five years ago originally and was just like okay I've got to use this stuff I've got to stop spending money on fabric and like I got a lot done I also did um like projects that were half done and was like I gotta finish these Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and I had Mm -hmm. 14,000 people join me on the Facebook page and we were doing our status together and it went to join. through. <laughs> it went through um, like mid twenty twenty, and by that point, I had started kind of like, okay, I'm running out of certain types, and started buying again and stuff. And then I got into more thrifting supplies. Mm-hmm. So, so I time out. Of- you you started this in twenty seventeen, and it took yeah. you till twenty twenty to get through your stash. Oh no, I still a, sig- but <laughs> a significant portion, right? Yeah, that's just when I felt like, okay, I'm no longer just using stash like I've started buying things and so I feel like I'm not being like totally authentic to the project now so maybe it's time to put a stop to it yeah mm-hmm. and so I, I stopped the group too like I um closed the group okay because I just was like I can't really keep up with it anymore and stuff and then this August um so my husband's actually out of work right now so it's like I gotta cut back on spending and I was like I have plenty of fabric anyway like I need to redo this like it's to the point again, it's ridiculous because now I also have accumulated a lot of like thrifted clothing, thrifted curtains, um, the six trash bags of curtains my friend gave me, you know, all this <laughs> stuff that I'm like, okay, I need to just buckle down and focus on using my stash again. So I started that I like again. it though. I like this I movement, like this idea yeah. of like saying, hey, like it can get habitual. Like I yeah. feel like I, I have horrible FOMO. If I see a fabric on sale and or a yeah. new release fabric, and I'm like, I have to have that before it's gone or else I may never see it again. And then mm-hmm. it just sits in my bins. And I'm like, what is, how is that serving a purpose other than a yeah. small gratification in a moment when I get it delivered, right? And I get to yeah. unbox it. And I'm like so excited, but then what have I made with it? So I, I really need to <laughs> shift my mindset. <laughs> I also have this same problem and we were I was talking to Ashley about it this morning is hor- like buying all the patterns yeah. and then not actually sewing them the sewing patterns yeah you yeah, have a whole <laughs> See, it's, a, least... it's a file cabinet full of her paper oh, wait, see, pattern cabinet my local Joanne's clothes oh yeah that's right that's right I remember that yeah she I am at all right now from... I have 548 patterns in that yes I counted them at least yours are in a digital folder hers are actually taking up space in her house yeah mine are just <laughs> on my computer and I have to print them still or project them but yeah I hmm <laughs> I I have so many patterns, so many patterns. And the problem is there's just not enough time. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. just not, there's not. Uh, yeah. So, oh, real quick, you should join the group. We yeah. started it and there are 500 people in it right now. So we, awesome. we're just yes, like, we will have, starting to build it back up. Um, we'll have a but, link for that group. So everybody who's listening has to go and join the group. Also, I think so this is great. The movement. Yeah. But, um, I, I was going to say, it's I important. Do, I do use the patterns because like um, I will reference like a sleeve from this pattern and mm-hmm. the back from that pattern stuff. So like right now I am working on a costume and I'm going to use these three patterns for one costume. Okay. So yeah. this is going to be one of my questions I was going to ask you is like when you upcycle or when you decide to make a costume or a, a 
one of your cosplay outfits or something, like, are you using patterns or to create the foundation to build this costume? Or are you draping? Are you cutting from scratch? Are you like, how are you? So is it typically patterns that you're using yeah, to kind of I, put it together? I absolutely use patterns. I never learned to drape. I've never had a mannequin. Um, so I just never had a chance to practice that skill. So mm -hmm. what I am most comfortable with is starting with a commercial pattern and using that as a jumping off point. I've never yeah. actually made a commercial pattern or any pattern that wasn't my own without making some sort of change to it. And I've come to the point of realizing I'm apparently not capable of that <laughs> because I'm like, you don't oh, want to follow but, the rules. I'm like, Oh, but I could improve it yeah. by doing this or make I it your own, you know, for this mm -hmm. character, I need it to have that, you know? And mm -hmm. so like, this is a Jedi pattern. I've made this, um, four times now, I think for me and my husband are actually in a star Wars costuming group where we go and do like charity events, Very dressed cool. up as Star yeah. Wars characters. Oh, cute. So I've used it for actual Star Wars characters, but this time around it's for um, Emma, who is the wife of Tenzin on Legend of Korra. So um, okay. my husband dresses up as Tenzin because he's bald head, like character and all that. So <laughs> the first cosplay I ever made was actually his Tenzin costume. The oh, wow. The second was my Emma. And then um, earlier this year, I made him updated Tenzin because he lost a lot of weight. And so I made him a new one. And I was like, I guess I'll make myself a new Emma. <laughs> and so, so I used this pattern, but this one like actually has an error in it. So I had to correct that. They tell you to cut the wrong number of pieces. And oh, then, oh wow. Um, so like, what company I cut, is that? Yeah. It, I have noticed more errors in patterns in the last two years than I have ever in my life. Let's, Isn't that interesting? Not even going eh? to. Do they not get pattern testers? Apparently they don't <laughs> prove them anything. Oh. <laughs> like this one says to cut two of the color pieces you actually need for. Um, That's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, it's like double but, the fabric uh, for that. Yeah, so, but like, I cut the smallest size that there is, which is not technically my size, but this character needs like a more fitted look than a Jedi. And then mm -hmm. I added like five inches to the sleeves. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I cut it such a small size, I'm going to need more length, you know. Mm -hmm. um, my goodness. But like, the same with this skirt. I've used this skirt two, three times. And I'm, I switch back and forth between cutting like the smallest size if I don't want it gathered or the biggest size if I want it super gathered, you know, just different stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, I'm trying to think. And then well, other that makes times, things easy. Yeah. Other then, times like, I you go can... all out and change like the top half of this crazy big sleeve. Yeah. The top half of this thing. And I'm like taping them together and all kinds of stuff. Just. I just look at the elements rather than what the finished. Yeah, exactly. And that's what yeah. we were talking about in the other podcast with Diana, because she takes her Ellie and Mac things and she kind of hacks them together and takes different pieces and mm -hmm. to make something brand new, which I mean, especially in the costuming world, like, yeah. you know, you're going to have a really interesting sleeve that you're not going to find on a regular yeah. pattern, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like a regular dress isn't going to have a big, long, flowy sleeve or something like that. So you have to. Yeah. Especially Usually when it's make it yourself. characters. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. they come out with patterns now for, like, you can buy a pattern for Harley Quinn or, you know, some pretty mm -hmm. mainstream ones. But, like, the last really big cosplay build I did was for a, like, side character in a Nintendo DS video game from, like, 2003. Yeah. <laughs> I can find that. I've never played the game. No person the entire time I was wearing it knew who I was. 
you know, or was so it I, Liz from the Magic School Bus? <laughs> no, it was um, Francesca from Avalon Code. <laughs> like, oh. No one knows what that is. Yeah, you know, my and, son probably would. <laughs> uh, and he so, plays all like, video games. you know, there's no set pattern for that. So I had to put yeah. together like 12 different patterns for the whole costume, you know. Oh my That's gosh. Awesome. I, I can use them, I promise. <laughs> That's awesome. I That's love your collection. Thing. That's what I tell mm-hmm. him. I promise I use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets the costumes though. He doesn't help make them, exactly. does he? Ah, he does see? know how to sew. Um, oh, that's he good. Learned to sew in home ec, so he's actually technically sewn longer than I am because he's older than I am. <laughs> that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> you but got more man hours I have definitely sewed far more projects than he. Has yeah. <laughs> but he now did you, help make you, his first Jedi tunic. <laughs> you do use a lot of like old clothing and thrift shop mm-hmm. stuff too, besides sewing your stash. So tell us a little bit about your process of like thrifting, uh, how you, I think you said you even have like a partnership where you're working with the Oklahoma Goodwill on something. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, first I'll talk about kind of what I like look for. Esther. So yeah. So yeah. Right mm-hmm. now I love using curtains and tablecloths. They're like my absolute favorite thing because I can buy them up, buy them up ahead when I'm not doing so your stash. Um, with no project in mind, knowing yeah. they can work for a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. here's actually a costume that I made earlier this year. Oh, I love it. This was, um, I wore it to the medieval fair. So it's just kind of a generic kind of female Robin Hood kind of look. Um, <clears throat> this shirt was curtains that I thrifted. This brown was curtains that I thrifted. Wow. And then this. Leather is from an old jacket I had thrifted years and years and years ago. Wow. And then I made the buttons myself from a dowel rod from a broken clothes drying rack. That's Stop amazing. Stained them, drilled them, everything. Um, so like these are just I look for curtains and tablecloths. Um, if I can get more than fifty percent natural fiber, like A plus, like linen, cotton, that kind of stuff. Um if not, I will go for feel and texture because mm-hmm. I love things that feel more expensive because mm-hmm. if something it has texture and more weight to it than just like plain basic cotton fabric, it's automatically going to look fancier. It's going to mm-hmm. look more expensive. It's going to look like a lot more effort went into it, even though it's the exact same amount of work. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. it looks more impressive immediately. And it so, holds its shape and structure better too. Mm-hmm. But to buy fabrics like that at the fabric <sighs> store, for one thing, oh gosh. it's not as sustainable because if I'm buying mm-hmm. old curtains, they can have a rip in it. They can have a stain on it. No mm-hmm. one else is going to want it as a curtain, but I can cut around that and mm-hmm. I can get something from ending up in the landfill. Right. If I to go buy it, it would cost me a ton. And, you know, I'm buying something that was made for that store, which then is basically the same as buying like a fast fashion kind of thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So for costuming sake, I try to repurpose as much as I can because costumes aren't going to get worn as much as clothing. So I feel like like I'm trying to get some sort of sustainable aspect into it. Um, yeah. When I am not able to use thrifted materials for a costume, I try something that I'm just starting to do is seeing if I can make the same garment work for multiple characters. Oh. And so I actually did that recently for the very first time. I made my Francesca costume, the big build, the summer yeah. that 
was the character that no one knew. She had like 90 million pieces, a huge wig, big hat, like, all this <laughs> insane stuff. And the skirt I made for it is right here. I, I loved this. 54 hours hand embroidering this. The that's insane to me. Hours. And so I'm like, that's so much work. I mean, I, I enjoyed doing it. It was like late night watching TV kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I won Best in Show in it. I won a sewing machine worth over $3,000 from it. But it's not sustainable at all, you know. Like, <laughs> like realistically, how often am I going to rewear this character? Probably yeah. not that much. But my kids walked up to me and they said, Mom, that looks like a Merida skirt. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> I it love is Merida. now. <laughs> and I had one yard of fabric left, plus this like crazy weird scrap that would have gone into my stash. But instead, I sewed my stash and I got super creative and barely was able to <laughs> cut out, barely, not even <laughs> was able to cut out a whole top to go with your skirt. The top <gasps> and the oh, look that, that I embroidered to match. So you did more so hand embroidery. <laughs> yes, I know. I just like You're I have blood no for punishment. <laughs> and so I Look at the bag. did my best. Oh, here's the secret. Okay. You ready for it? <laughs> ah. Snaps. It's a faux. It, and uh, a zipper. Oh my gosh. Uh, faux corset, I yes. I didn't have enough of the fabric. So this is actually a different fabric in the middle. And, and you would lining, never know. The lining is different too. But you never know. Um, no. Yeah. So That's awesome. This, this was my effort to try to find a way to make costuming more sustainable. Yeah. So mm. I try to use thrifted supplies when I can, but for competitive pieces, because I love competing and with that accuracy really, mm-hmm. truly matters. When Being you're authentic. up against other people who look exactly like their reference image. Mm-hmm. Because here's my reference image. Yeah. For the first time. Wow. I made every piece of that. Wow. And you can't just happen onto the first store and happen to find that. No. Happen, no. You know. So I, I did have to buy new. But I'm trying to make costuming more sustainable by repurposing pieces to other things or, you know, just trying to find a way to do that. And so segueing into what I'm doing with Goodwill right now. Yeah. Um, so for pieces I don't compete with, I try so hard to start with thrifted items or mm-hmm. um, stash fabrics. And so um, Oklahoma Central Goodwill actually reached out to me and said, we've noticed some things that you've been posting on Instagram. It's really cool. We saw that you started with the supplies from our store and we would love to send you a gift card and have you take that to the store and see what you can find and then DIY a costume from it. And I was like, that sounds fun. Right up your alley. They saw me because I had tagged them in a few posts where I had mm-hmm. I had only done um, repurposed supplies for last Halloween. Like I challenged mm-hmm. myself where I would only use repurposed clothes to make my kids' costumes. And so mm-hmm. I had reposted those and tagged Goodwill and was like, hey, look, I found this at your store. Here's what I made from it. And so I'm just like, I love that they saw that and saw mm-hmm. value in what I was doing because mm-hmm. like, I really don't want to just be like, hey, here's what I do. It's so great. And just use all these new things. I want to have a point to it. And like, I'm not necessarily teaching people how to make this, but maybe I can teach them 
how to search for those secondhand supplies, how mm-hmm. to look at, you know, some sort of like I used a pink house coat and transformed that and a thrifted blanket into a magenta from Blue's Clues costume for my daughter. How many people would look at a 70s yeah. pink house coat and be like, kids costume? Yes. You know, yeah. so I'm trying to show people how they can look at things. Yes. Yeah. And just rethink, like rework your brain mm-hmm. to see how you can repurpose it and make something absolutely amazing that, like, this makes me want to go to Goodwill. And that was <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday, I went over to Value Village and I saw, like, I was, I wanted to buy Sherpa fabric. So I looked online and they were completely sold out. And so you know, I went to the Value Village and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go check the blanket section. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there was a Sherpa blanket. So nice. I bought it and now I'm going to use that to line my jacket. And I'm just nice. like, because I checked the fabric section. And of course, the odds of me finding Sherpa in a fabric section at a Value Village is like yeah. pretty much zero. But the blankets, <laughs> there was a few. And I'm like, oh my God. So that, that was just a, a score and a half. Sadly, yep. it wasn't big enough to do the arms, but I also hey. got uh, a, a couple yards of fleece there. So I'm going to use nice. that. <laughs> um, I actually, I, I had hoped to have the like garments to hold up that I'm going to repurpose, but I'm still waiting on my gift card. Oh. So I haven't been able to go yet. So I'm like checking the mail every day. To, so people have to just follow my Instagram and see yeah. how it mm-hmm. works out. And so far what I've done is when I go to the thrift store to buy supplies for a costume like I don't go in with it's gotta be Wonder Woman you know or it's gotta mm-hmm. be this like you can't do that with a thrift store you know like you mm-hmm. said Ashley you can't go in hoping there'll be yardage mm-hmm. in the exact amount you need of the exact thing at the thrift store like it's probably not gonna happen but I'll go in with a list or a, a group of pictures so anytime mm-hmm. there's a character I'm like oh that's a cool character I could do that I save a picture mm-hmm. to my phone and I have a mm-hmm. folder with just like picture after picture of all these characters. And yeah. then I'll move the ones that I feel like are most likely to a separate folder. And mm-hmm. then I'll walk around and like, um, see if what something you catches my eye, I'll, I'll look through and be like, oh, is that the right color for so-and-so or you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And right now I actually have a list where I've got eight of them. And I put like, okay, if I'm going to do Vanellope from Wreck-It Ralph, I would mm-hmm. need to find an oh. aqua hoodie. I would need a brown yeah. skirt. Like, if I don't find those, it's a deal breaker. I cannot do that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then do, I do you ever it. dye? Do you ever mm-hmm. dye fabric? Like I, I know a lot of people use writ dye. So like maybe they find a cream color, you know, hoodie and they need it to be teal. Right. right. So that you can look beyond the color. If it's something, if it's the right fabric type to be able to dye it, uh, because writ dyeing fabric is really not that hard. Like at, growing up, it felt a lot, harder to do than I feel like it's really easy now and I've done it with rope and everything so I Mm -hmm. don't dye pre-made clothing as much um Mm -hmm. only because if you don't know exactly what it is like sometimes the tags are hard to read or whatever um it doesn't always dye like you want and exactly the thread almost always doesn't dye yeah Mm. I've noticed that so like if you're dyeing it and you need like the like because they're using a polyester thread the first thing yeah. I ever dyed was a white skirt, and I dyed it um, the writ dye wine color. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, that skirt, 
I didn't get the dye set. So every time I had to wash it in separately for years and years and years. <laughs> so oh, everything really? I washed it turned purple. And the thread <laughs> was dyed. So there was white thread on right. this like wine colored skirt. And so I was just always like, hmm. <laughs> so I I don't always like to dye creamy yeah. garments. You know, but yeah, mm-hmm. the thing I just held up a little bit ago is the curtains I dyed yellow yeah. a couple weeks ago. Um because I was like I'm going to make this costume, this Pema costume, and I know I have yellow fabric. I know I have yellow fabric, and I realized I didn't have enough. Oh, and I yeah. was like, That looked like it's really, really <laughs> bright, though. It, it worked yeah. out well. Yeah. And um, so I was like, well, maybe I have white fabric I could buy. And I was like, don't have white fabric. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the curtains that my friend had given me popped in my mind. I haven't looked at them in, since we moved uh, here. Oh, and wow. I was like, maybe there'll be a yellow curtain. Of course there wasn't. <laughs> but uh so I ripped the lining out of three curtains and did a burn oh. test. My first time doing a burn test and confirmed it was cotton fabric. So I set nice. Diane and stirred my yeah. your pot, like your brew. Yeah, <laughs> your and brew. I, I, was, I actually remembered to wear gloves and everything, and then I wow. dumped my hand in so far that the dye went into my glove. Like, oh, right into the glove. <laughs> like, forget that. Never mind. <laughs> I, rig dye is, is a lot of fun. It's really not that hard. Um, and I've done it. Like I, so rope baskets, I, I've done that several times. And so I get the cotton, uh, rope. It's like clothesline rope and I get large quantities of it and I will section it out. And sometimes I'll just dip dye one in and have it like fade, you know, mm-hmm. in front in one color. And sometimes I'll have like three different buckets and I have it separated and it's rainbow color and it oh, all nice. kind of blends it. So it's really fun to kind of play around with. And worst case, if you dye something, you're like, I don't really love it. Like you can dye it again. You can dye black <laughs> it can always turn black so this case of, yeah i do a lot of dyeing for my cross stitching i like dyeing my cross stitch fabric oh that's cool that's really cool so yeah there's a lot of fun methods and it's not your childhood tie dye it's actually yeah. can be a lot of fun you can be really creative with it so it's a fun way to maybe sew some of the stash especially if you're yeah. thrifting things like bed sheets and cartons mm-hmm. and things that typically are more of a cotton material versus synthetic. So it will die. So that's really cool. So just touching on the, um, your repurposing, one of my favorite projects that you made was for Peyton. When you made her the cute little overalls and you took her little shirt, I'm assuming it didn't fit her anymore. And then you took curtains and then you made the dress with it. I thought that was the cutest idea to be able to take curtains and, her like a shirt (laughs) and put that together that was that I thought that was the cutest video ever when you did it yeah that was that was a fun one it was actually Peyton's shirt and then Skylar's shirt oh Skylar outgrew it and like they're obsessed with cats and all this stuff it had the little cat face with like the flower crown and and they were both just like (gasps) oh is it I can't wear it anymore you know, and it's like a belly shirt, and I'm just like, let me yeah, come no. up with something. You know, basically <laughs> gave it a third life, though, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when Peyton outgrows it, you can hand it back down to Skylar. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that a fourth life. Yeah. But there's awesome. there's seven, six, and seven now. Mm-hmm. Wow, they've gotten yep. that's, that's crazy. Yeah, Peyton, are you Peyton's are up you here on me? Like she yeah. is. 
so big. And really? like, I'm not short. I'm five seven. And so <laughs> oh she's up to here. And their height. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. Is your husband tall? Mm-hmm. He's six foot, almost six three. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Six two. Six yeah. Three, so that's but... pretty tall. Yeah. Yeah. She may have some tall girls. <laughs> so I love um, it. Yeah. Are you, are you still homeschooling now? Yep. We like, are. How's that been going the past, like, I guess you kind of were already set up for all this stuff in yeah. the past three years. If yeah, you know what I, I mean. Just... When, when everything hit, I was like, I'm just so glad that we already were doing this. Yes. And yes. Actually, like it helped, it helped us in a weird way because they were still mm-hmm. kind of like preschool, kindergarten kind of level. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't super consistent about doing school every day because I mean, like at that level, it's not as important. We did like a lot of educational games and kind of things like that, but not like book work or sit down and focus on school every day. Mm-hmm. And so when all of that started and everything shut down, it was like, well, we have nothing else to do, but let's do school every day, you know? And so yeah. it actually really helped us get our like good routine established and hmm. we managed to like continue carrying that through and now my youngest like we took off I think it was the longest summer break we've done it was five or six weeks was this year oh, wow. we typically do more of a year-round kind of thing where they only have two or three weeks off oh okay it got so bad like her <laughs> attitude and oh no like oh my gosh like, she's, she's, she's growing up <laughs> she she needs the school routine yeah. Yeah. To know what's coming, know what to do, know what she's expected to do. And without it, like, after a little bit, like, mm-hmm. it's a mess. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a rough life. And so, like, me and my husband were both like, okay, we're going back to the year round and only taking like two weeks off for summer because that's all we can survive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they need that consistency. They and do, how do you. Yeah. How do you juggle like homeschooling and all your sewing and posting your content? Like, how do you juggle all of that? We've talked to a lot of moms that, you know, have to do all of that, but it's a little different for everybody. So how does that, how has that changed your sewing experience since you've got that other responsibility of teaching them? So I get one night a week that me and my husband have like Monday night is my night. Like, Oh, that's nice. Every Monday night is my night. Don't come ask me for a snack. Don't come ask me anything. Like Jeremiah's in charge. Don't even. Don't come in. The <laughs> and so, if I need to use that night to edit, I edit. If I need to use it to sew, if I just want to lay in the bed and watch Dancing with the Stars, I lay in the bed. <laughs> but it is what we call mommy's work night. Yes. That's a good idea. You don't mess with me on my work night. And yes. that's like it starts. It, depending on how much work I have to get done, like it can be as soon as dinner is over, it's like six o'clock on. If not, like if I don't really have that much stuff, I'll start at seven because that's when Dance with the Stars comes on and I have it planned. <laughs> um, and then like we put the kids to bed around nine something and then like I'll come back in here and work until 11 or 12, depending on like how much you got to do. On. Yeah. And so that's so like, smart to have structured time. Come in oh, until. That's... It sounds like I'm done, you know? <laughs> you have to create those boundaries when you don't leave the house for your work, yep. right? So you yeah. have to, and your kids obviously aren't leaving the house. We just talked about day, this so. the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I work from home. I have my mm-hmm. own business. I do Craft with Bethany, like tutorials and cha- YouTube. And But I still have my dogs and my kid and my fiance and the house and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do, how do I like 
balance it all. Where, where is it? There's no definitive line between anything anymore. Mm-hmm. It's all blurred home. lines. Right. I obviously don't post as consistently now. So I did step back. I forget. I think it was in 2020 when I said, like, guys, I just cannot continue posting mm-hmm. every week because I had done mm-hmm. it since 09. Mm-hmm. every single week and even when I had the kids like I pre-recorded some stuff and I only ever took the most was a month off oh wow like when I gave birth you know mm-hmm. and so I was just like I can't keep up with it anymore I was out of ideas because mm-hmm. I, yeah like to Creator's me block. I didn't want to do like here's a project and then like a few months later, like, here's a slight variation of the same project. Here's a slight <laughs> variation of, you know. It's hard. Which, which some creators do, and there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. I'm the kind of person who I look at an idea, and I come up with those variations on my own. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to remember that not everyone can do that. Like, yeah. even my husband can't do that. Like, he can't look at something mm-hmm. and go, oh, but I could change this and that. And then it's, like, this whole new thing. And so I just kind of ran out of ideas because I'm like, well, I've done the tote bag. I've done the line tote bag. I've done the tote bag with pockets. I've done the bag. I've done, you know, and I'm like, I feel like if I post any more variations, like what am I really sharing that's new? Yeah. yeah and you also want to stay challenged and motivated mm-hmm. yourself or because yeah. if you get bored with it, then you're really not going to want to post. Yeah. If you're not enjoying but, your content. There's yeah. No yeah. But to and post that, was, that kind of content consistently for mm-hmm. that long, over 10 years, 11 years, mm-hmm. it's, that's impressive. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't know that I've ever done anything consistent that long in my entire it, life. It's the like, longest I've, been, I've ever done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done YouTube longer than I've been married. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And it was also about the same time that I was like, I want to try competitive cosplay. Like it was, yeah. it was when I wanted to get into it. And I knew if I started getting into competitive cosplay, like it's, it's not easy. Like mm-hmm. every costume you do, you have to, what they say, level up your skills. So right, yeah. I did all the hand embroidery for this costume. So on the next one, what one more skill am I going to gain? Mm-hmm. How much longer is it going to take? You know, this was my, <laughs> only my second time working with foam. So it needs mm-hmm. to be that much better than the first time. And yeah. I, was like, I can't do weekly tutorials and level up my skills for competitive cosplay because I, and teach your children and yeah. raise your family and, yeah. you know, and do all the other things. <laughs> and your little homestead, too, because you yeah. said that you had some chickens in the backyard now. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I had entered one competition, like, I had entered a teeny tiny few, you know, where it was like the convention is this big, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had entered one big competition and mm-hmm. in 2019. And the point of that one was to see if I wanted to do this. Like, right. like a tester. I, when I get up on stage, do I feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. And is this something I realistically want to try to get into? And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. So do and you, so, so when you compete, just for those who don't understand, and, and I'm one of those, cause I've actually never <laughs> been to any sort of Comic-Con or con anything. Mm-hmm. Um, my son has, but I've never been. Do you, I know you wear the costumes there. Mm-hmm. You enter into the contest and I'm sure they have different ones. Mm-hmm. But you actually go on stage in character yeah. and it has to be something that you made that you're wearing that you're and you're portraying this character. It's kind of like that's a lot of pressure. Not only are you making it, but you're on stage being judged for it. Uh, and 
that, that that's nerve wracking just thinking about it. So kudos <laughs> to you for having the guts to do that. Um, the way this one works, that the one that I entered um, the first time in 2019 and then won this year, um, there is a prejudging where you go in with the judges and you basically have like three minutes and you walk in and you're like, hi, I'm Whitney. This is my character. I made my hat using this technique and I styled the wig and I did, you know, this pattern for the shirt and I wow. used this kind of technique and it was my first time trying this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And you like reel it out as fast as you can because I mean, wow. And so then, it's not just looks. They want to know the process yeah. of how you made it and everything. And then, wow. Like, that's what this is. This is, mm-hmm. here's my fabrics. Oh, wow. Do you have okay. to show that or give that, present that? If you enter master's level, which apparently I wasn't supposed to enter master's because oh. I never competed at other levels, but I was like, it doesn't feel fair. I've been selling 22 years. So I just yeah. entered master's and called it good. Um, but this shows, <laughs> like this shows like, here I am. So Whitney has a portfolio. Oh, wow. And, and while you're talking, the judges are like flipping up your sleeve and they're oh. like, saying, did you finish your seam? Did you? <gasps> they're looking at your construction. Did you do this? Did you do that? Like they're checking wow. because like there's beginner, there's intermediate and there's masters. Like beginner is what I entered the first time because I'd never competed. And they said, yeah. I never competed in beginner. Intermediate's like I've competed some, I've been, sewing or phone crafting for a, you know a few years and the master's is like I'm here to win mm-hmm. and wow. so that's what I entered because I was like I don't care how long I've competed I'm here to win <laughs> and, and I, so, I have the skills and so and, that's what I entered and then after that you have the rest of the day like after the morning and you have the rest of the day and then that evening is when you go across stage and mm. um, you at this one in particular, they all vary a little bit, but this one, there's no like um, masquerade portion, which where you're like mm. acting out to a audio clip or something like that. Like, oh, okay. Where you're like acting out to a song or an audio clip or whatever. This oh, wow. You get on stage and you do three to four poses that are in character for your costume. Yeah. So, like, I don't really know this character. <laughs> she like runs a magical gym shop so I had gotten some little glass jars and put some glass beads in them and stuck them in my huge bag right here because I've made it where it does open with magnets Mm -hmm. and so I like got my vial of gems out and like held it up like I was an examiner or whatever everyone's like (laughs) you like really set out your character and I'm like I don't know anything about this character (laughs) (laughs) you you came with props. <laughs> like, I love it. The stage portion did count as like, I heard 10 or 15%. And oh, wow. then the construction counted for, I guess, all the rest. I don't remember if there was like a third category or what. Um, but yeah, so I entered the one time to see if I liked it. COVID. And then I entered the <laughs> next convention and I won Best in Joke. <laughs> that's awesome how many so people won, were you competing against yeah there, um uh, oh i forget there were six or seven in master's class so those are the people who were at like my kind of level of we've been so yeah. long time, we've been phone crafting a long time we're here to bring it we've come yeah. in the portfolio we finished our scenes like it's on <laughs> and then there were um probably like 20, 25 beginners, and then 15 to 20 intermediates. 
Oh wow! Wow! The whole convention or in the whole world. that's awesome. And which which uh, which one was that? It's the SoonerCon. SoonerCon. It is because um, we're the Sooner State, is what they call it. Oh, Blue. I see. Um, so this is SoonerCon, and it's um, a convention that focuses on um, like literature and gaming and um, like kind of a lot of different kind of nerd things. But this one has more literature than most of them do. So we have like yeah. a um, the like author of the year and the like artist of the year and different stuff. So it's pretty cool. I've only been to no. one con and that was in California. That was BlizzCon. Nice. Which was really fun. And the the costumes there were just like out of this world, like mm-hmm. big swords. Like, he, oh my God. It yeah. was insane. Yeah. I think I would enjoy like, going. I would yeah, enjoy yeah. going to one. It would be like, I love people watching. And yeah. I think this exactly. is like the perfect yeah. time where you can people yeah. watch, but it's okay to stare at someone's costume because you're like really in all of it, you know? And it was $400 a ticket. So yeah, <laughs> the one we went to was $400 a ticket. Wow. <laughs> so the, do you... This is either the biggest or second biggest convention in Oklahoma, which doesn't sound okay. like much, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, yeah. And the the coolest part was when they were like, getting ready to tell who won and all that stuff. The judges were up there and they were like, when this person walked in, we were so impressed. She made her costume better than we as the judges could have made it. And I was like, Oh my, that. did you know they were talking about you? <laughs> yeah. And one of the oh judges kept being like, I'm classically trained, so I appreciate how well you sewed your seams. So I'm like, oh. I don't even know what that means. Like I'm not classically yeah. trained. Wait, is there? There's a classical sewing. Wait a minute. That was that was probably better than just winning. You know, like yeah. that was just like validation yes. to a level yeah. that is just really cool. Are you, do you plan on entering any more cons in the future or in the so next, next year? year? I'm the judge. I'm the judge. <gasps> no. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So, you're like so that's skipping like master. Is if you win, you're a judge the next year, and so the oh. year after that, I can enter again. Um, okay yeah so and that'll be I've fun got some i've got some friends that are trying to get me to go out of state and compete like at yeah Oklahoma, because i've kind of maxed out for oklahoma um, yeah yeah you, quickly <laughs> well as the kids get older then you can make it like family trips and yeah there you go so there's do they want on the road <laughs> said homeschool on the road it's fine <laughs> do they go to the cons do they get to dress up and all of that too mm-hmm. Yeah, we That's really um, cool. we go to most of them together. There are this actually this one I usually don't take the kids to just because it's like it's mommy and daddy weekend, you know. Like no, my husband works at the convention as the photographer. Um, okay, it's like he's running here, and the people are like, "Where's your mind?" Mm. I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah, but <laughs> picture, you know, like I don't have a clue. And so, like, he does. I let me rephrase that. He doesn't work at it. He is the head volunteer photographer so it's it's a uh, mostly volunteer run yeah which is really cool that's um, yeah so usually the kids go to my parents house for that weekend but this time it didn't work out because my kids had a dance recital the same day as the costume contest <sighs> oh no oh no So i did pre-judging where i left my kids with a friend of mine at the convention so they were at superhero school learning what it takes to be a superhero well, I'm in pre-judging, <laughs> and then pre-judging took longer than it was supposed to. So then I had to like track them down, and then we ate lunch, and I put my kids in their dance costumes, and I had to look like a normal mom. 
And then we went to a dance recital and I passed my kids off to my parents. And then I had to book it back to the convention, put my costume back on to be ready to walk across stage. (laughs) I don't know how you did all that. I would have gone to the dance recital in costume and been like, forget it. (laughs) Yeah. I almost did, but I went to the rehearsal the night before in costume as um, I was just going to do like a vintage female Robin Hood in just like a mm-hmm. kind of a 50s style dress and then I was mm-hmm. like that morning I was like you know who also has a bow and arrow Merida <laughs> so I put on I my Merida wig I had a Merida wig a Robin Hood hat like all this stuff and I had to go to rehearsal in that and every single kid there was like <laughs> who, who is that why is that lady in costume why does the adult get to dress up like what you know and so it's like okay i can't embarrass my kids like this (laughs) they probably don't even realize it they're still young and they think it's cool i have a question Mm -hmm. talking of costumes halloween is coming up and (laughs) your when your podcast airs because we do pre-record this so when your podcast airs uh, following that Tuesday, there's only one more weekend before mm-hmm. Halloween is on a Monday this year. And so if we have some listeners that are saying, oh, man, I need either I got invited to a last minute costume party that I need a costume for or my kids have decided to change their mind on what they want to be now. And I need to make something else or whip up something else. There, there's no, no time to buy anything. Right. Mm-hmm. What would be your recommendation for how they could approach like a quick project, but Mm. also keeping in mind that they probably need to like be resourceful. Is it a person who sews? Yeah, let's, yeah. Our our audience is a lot of sewists. So let's assume that they can sew. So something quick and easy. Here is putting you on the spot here. I'm going to take my headphones off for a second. So bear with me, but um, here's a project I whipped up last weekend just because I wanted to, you know, and it would be a super quick project. So let me put it on. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Very nice. So She's wearing a Mario hat. hat. And that's you with, with your hat pattern, right? The fabric is left over from the costume I competed in in 2019 when I was seeing if I wanted to compete. And I just used my basic newsboy hat pattern that yes, classic for a line for years. And um, I literally just made a little Mario logo. I'm going to have the video of how I made the logo and the hat, two separate videos um, on my Instagram coming out very soon. Nice. So, and awesome. all you need is overalls and a red shirt. And overalls yeah. are back in now. So yeah. they're actually really easy to get. At Goodwill a few months ago and took pictures this morning in my overalls and my hat. And- <laughs> there you go. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. And there's so, a new yeah, Mario yeah. movie coming out. So yes, that's like is. perfect. And yeah. Mario so Land. About, uh, with making the logo and the hat, it would take maybe, I don't know, hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad at all. That. Have That's you seen that just, in, I think, um, California? Like at no. Universal Studios? They're putting in Mario Land. They're oh, actually, wow. there's Mario Land in Japan, Tokyo. That's at cool. They're Universal Studios, but now Mario Land is coming to America <laughs> in Florida and, and California. I was going to say, they got to do it in Florida, too. Yes. The whole thing, it's like a Mario, like, oh my goodness, my kids, <laughs> like my son, of course, we are going to have to go there but it's insane it's it's absolutely insane you're actually in the video game 
I'm impressed. Oh, that's cool. I, I have to like, say, I have, I'm Mario. Is always oh behind my. me and watching. Oh, I didn't even know that. He's always that's on my too- thing. You never notice that? I can't I see him up there. Positions. I need to get my yeah, Luigi too. You need to bring it up. Brock and I were, when he was little, he wanted to be Mario. So I got the adult Luigi costume and we had the fake <laughs> mustaches and everything. So he was like five or so and he was Mario and I was Luigi and it was That's really cute. cute. I asked if I could be Princess Peach and he said, no, I had to be Luigi because Mario, Mario needed his sidekick. And I was like, okay. Mario has a special place in our hearts because we're 80s babies, right? So it's just yeah. kind of one of those things where it's nostalgia for us. It is. It really is. And what what year were you born, Whitney? 87. 87. Okay. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're 84 babies. Her and I are both. Yeah. Fun fact, though. I just wanted to bring it up. Your husband's birthday is the same day as yours, isn't it? And my oldest daughter. Oh, <gasps> crazy. <laughs> Isn't that funny? My husband's birthday is the same day as mine as is mine well. Oh, as well. Yeah, and it's just I mean, I don't know if you find it great, but like I mean <sighs> I never get a day to myself. And then I guess you have to share yours with your daughter as well. So we yeah, have yeah. a party for my oldest daughter and the party for my youngest. So like forget mom and dad, we don't get birthdays anymore. <laughs> I told her she needs to celebrate her half birthday. Make that her birthday. Yeah, but it's also um, his half birthday. But then you get the birthday and he gets <laughs> the half. Too bad, buddy. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted too to bad. show this is my oldest <gasps> daughter's costume. So cute. So funny story. My mom bought this purple knit when I was like 10 years old. <laughs> and she was going to make me something. I don't know what. And she never did. So last mm-hmm. time I was at her house, which was like august or something she was like yeah. hey i put some fabric in your room that i bought like years ago do you want it if you do take it with you so i sewed my mama stash of 25 year old fabric for my daughter oh nice. that's awesome and then this is made from felt i made this from scratch from felt my mom gave me as well and um i have a video on my instagram showing exactly how i did this i made the belt as well the so cute and then i didn't put the belt on the back because um i want as she grows if the dress needs to stretch any then the back can Uh, stretch oh okay that's good but i i made i made brock a little batman costume when he was i did a superman costume for his very first halloween he was three months old just turned three months old so he was tiny and it's hard to find costumes for little that are that cute and and you also have to keep them really bundled up because it Mm -hmm. gets cold here Mm -hmm. and so i was like well let me i went i think to walmart because i was a mom with on a very tight budget and so i went to walmart and they had the little baby uh sweatpants and sweatshirt and they had them in blue Mm -hmm. and so i got those and i made a cape that buttoned on so that he could still get in his car seat safely. And then when he was out of his car seat, he could wear his little cape. And then I appliqued on the Superman logo onto the front. So he was all bundled up, but he looked like little Superman. have a picture of him like flying through the air. And then as he got (laughs) a little older, he wanted to be Batman. So I did the same thing because he really wanted to be able to wear it beyond you know when they're little they want to dress up all the time not just halloween so he wore the black sweatpants and sweatshirt again from like walmart or somewhere and i made a little black cape with the little lines you know the zigzag across (laughs) the bottom and everything and then i did the 
Batman logo across the front. And then he would wear that sweatshirt all the time without the cape. And then when he felt like he needed the cape, he could put it on. Um, but it just buttoned onto the shoulders. So it wasn't like that's, anything that's that tied around the neck. I made her the yeah. witch costume this year and I made her a cape and she tied it around her neck and she's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I'm like, you know what? It's going to button it on. So I put two yeah. of those quick snaps. Buttons, Velcro, yes. snaps, mm-hmm. any of that stuff. But he got more wear out of those costumes than he ever has any other costumes because he would They're wear the pants and the sweatshirt all the time. And I, I think I took like my like eyeliner and drew the bat face, you know, mask on him. I'm like, I'm not making it. I didn't know how to make a mask at the time. So I was like, well, we're just going <laughs> to throw it on with some eyeliner. It took forever to get it off. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, you, know, you just get creative when you have littles and you're on a budget and there's a lot of creative ways to do it. And applique is a great way. Heat and bond is a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little upcycle uh, flamingo costume for, um, our singer project of the month this, this month. And in my live, I did last, last week or earlier this last week, I showed how to make a dog bandana version to match. So, I mean, and it was using like an apron, you know, Mm -hmm. to make a costume. So like, again, you know, thinking of ways to turn something you already have or something you thrifted for really cheap and making it into something. And the nice thing about the, the apron is, you know, you can take it off. You can easily put it back on. You can wear it over a coat, you know, if you need to bundle up. So it was really a fun little project. And, um, you know, I feel like it could turn into a lot of different themes. But mm-hmm. I I love, you've got me thinking about all these little costumes I used to make for him and all the costumes my mom made for me. And now he's 16 and he's like, I'm too cool to uh. dress up. And he doesn't want to. And I'm like, well, let him. What, what, what am I going to You're going to have to start making it for yourself or the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They have, I, I have done the store-bought costumes for the dogs a, a few times and they just don't like it. They just are miserable. Um, so now they just wear like Halloween bandanas and we keep it pretty simple. But um, when we used to go do more Halloween stuff, we yeah. would all dress up. And we were mm-hmm. all different things. I think I still have my Sally costume from Nightmare Before Christmas in here somewhere with like the yarn wig and, <laughs> and everything. So it's fun to think about those. I haven't thought about those costumes in a long time. And now I can see these little baby pictures of his little fat cheeks. Uh, <laughs> and he would be so embarrassed if he heard that. Yeah. But it's okay. Aww. It's okay. <laughs> all right. So I have another question for you. Um, cause you just gave us some great advice on maybe some ways to like do it, whip up a quick project. And, um, but do you have anything, uh, that you haven't tried with sewing? Maybe it's a technique or type of sewing that you want to try and to challenge yourself in the future. Um, is there anything you haven't tried that you're interested in learning? Good question. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of a technique necessarily mm-hmm. right now but i do have a project that i've started that is quite it's like some i've done before but it's also quite different and it's a quilt coat um oh, yeah. so, i have a friend that buys like goodwill like quilts, quilts yeah. old quilts thrifted quilts and will turn them into coats mm-hmm. i actually had bought a quilt recently and then was like oh no wait i'm gonna use it on my bed <laughs> instead of cutting it up um, but no, I've, I've started making these paper pieced <gasps> quilt blocks 
Okay. Oh. They're actually on newspaper. And what? I've made an entire quilt in the same design before, but I've never quilted and made a coat. Like I've never made a coat. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to like piece all these together and have like a piece to cut the back of a coat out of and then like mm-hmm. other pieces cut the front and the sleeves and then put batting and a backing and quilt it and then probably still do a separate lining like a flannel um, mm-hmm. and just try to make like a really pretty colorful coat for my stash because this it's, is one of my thing, so. stash projects that I have started just recently so it's paper and fabric it's on, it's on paper yeah. um yeah so I'm so like my mind is trying <laughs> to wrap around this because I've never seen this the paper off yeah, so so here's like how it starts. So you have like your first piece. Yeah. In this case, it's this like diamondy thing, and then on either side, I have the like light colored fabric. So you literally put it right sides together, matching up the edges. You sew it with a quarter inch, and oh my goodness, make sure you use the right seam allowance. I'll explain why. Yeah, later. yeah. Why it matters. Oh yeah. And then um, like you iron it over. Just press it down, and then like you sew the next one. You do it right sides together. You sew it. So it's like a quilt as you go block. Yeah, until you've covered your whole paper, and it will look like a crazy mess like this. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you just then trim, you trim. It up to match the paper. So you're using the paper as a template. Yes. And then Very um, cool. you like sew your blocks together, and then you just tear the paper off, and you throw it in your compost, and you throw it in your, your trash mm-hmm. or whatever. Use it to start your fire. Huh. So it's a lot of fun. It's actually how I started. The wheels are turning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Getting back to how I started sewing. This is my first quilt. I dug it out last night because my kids were actually asking me about quilting. And I was like, well, let me go find it. Since you asked. (laughs) So this is the quilt that I started when I was 13 with my mom's scraps. That is when I consider like I started sewing. Um, yeah. I had sewn like straight lines before that on like a toy machine and stuff. But this is my first like project. And I had what's called a so cute, which is this sewing machine that's like this big. Like little no, and cute. cute. It's tiny. <laughs> it doesn't backstitch. You can oh. see <laughs> And so I had uh, phone book pages back in the days of phone books. And <laughs> what's a phone book I cut squares out of it I would sew the like put the center down and then do the right sides together flip right sides together flip I mm-hmm. didn't know what I was doing had no idea so seam allowances what's that yeah <laughs> you know so like I was like oh it covers it it'll it'll cover because you know and I would sew like a thread of a seam allowance you know on some oh, of it no. and then so I go to tear the paper off later and my stuff's just and your like seams are busting to bits because there's no seam allowance in certain spots. There's no back stitching on the whole thing. So it's just, so you can see zigzags just all over this of where I patched oh. it. Uh, <laughs> and I actually kept going and finished yeah, it. <laughs> and I quilted it like, I don't know, a few years afterwards. And then I never finished it because I didn't know how to bind a quilt. Mm. Oh. So during the original Sew Your Stash Challenge, I finally was like, I'm doing it. I'm learning. And I finally found my quilt during the 2017 <laughs> Sew Your Stash. Yay! <laughs> when I started it 17 years before that. But it oh looks beautiful from here. It does. It would We're just not going to look too closely. Like if I wash this, it's yeah. going to be nothing. Um, 
it's so, I love it. It's a it's great so use rough. of scraps too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now my I should, you know what? I have kept all the scraps um from all the bandanas I've ever made in the last three years for my dog business. And this would be a fun way to like mm-hmm. use all those scraps all into mm-hmm. one quilt. Yep. Huh. Um, so now my seven. Let's add that to the to do list. I want to do yeah. project. So I might be starting one with her soon. That's a good Are idea. Are you going to do a video? I don't know. Are you going to do a tutorial on how to do the paper piece or do you already have one? Um, I have a video on kind of, yeah, pretty much this style. There's a video, um, if you just search like Whitney Sew's paper piece, um, but I have a video where I made like four of these squares and then turned it into like a pillow sham. Oh, cool. So on that. And then I have a couple of videos where I actually sew like a design. So it's, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember what the design is now, but, um, it's like a more in-depth paper piece where you actually have Mm -hmm. like a pattern printed on paper and then you're sewing on the lines of the pattern. Um, Yeah. I'm actually working on right now. I don't even remember when I started. It was years ago. It's a star Wars quilt for my husband that looks like, um, like a book cover. So I used star Wars fabric and then sewed like the little corners, like old, old tiny books would have like a different color on the corners and stuff, but it's so like, so time consuming. <laughs> I'm like, well, quilting is. I will have this done. <laughs> you know? Those those pe- paper piecing projects, though, like they do require like sometimes really interesting pieces. So you really mm-hmm. can take like a triangle of fabric and just throw it in a little bin and be able to mm-hmm. make a little paper piece something. Yeah, like, like you really don't need much. Yeah, yeah. That's such My a mom- good idea for your little sew your stash challenge. Yeah, my mom. Um, it's also a bad idea though because it's like I could just throw this tiny scrap away and be yes, done with that's it. True. But no, wait, I'm gonna save it. You know, and never be done. Looking at my garbage can now. <laughs> but my mom, my mom <laughs> told me this quote she had heard one time from some YouTuber or some or sewing instructor yeah. or something, and it was like, well, if your fabric is ugly, it means you haven't cut it up small enough yet. <laughs> <It was like, laughs> That might be true. Good. Yeah. yeah. Like you can mm-hmm. take the ugliest stuff in the world, but if you cut mm-hmm. like this one little blue part out and use it where you need a blue piece, you know, like you can make it usable. So that's a good quote. A lot of quilters like, you're not really done save all those little pieces. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. even the, have you seen the salvage baskets yes. and things that people have made? Like that's yeah. the part where you always throw out. But this woman is like, no, I'm going to keep them and save them. I just cut, like, yeah. oh, I need a six inch strip. And then my selvage yeah. is six inch piece. You know, I don't like. Yeah, I know. Off the whole selvage. Well, now that like, it's going to be hidden in your seam allowance, like, who cares, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, I do cut it off eventually. But, oh, yeah. Because yeah. my mom. Okay. Yeah. Always, well, then you're like, better than me. <laughs> my mom always said she thought, like, if you didn't cut off the selvage, if the fabric shrank, like, the selvage wouldn't shrink the same amount and it could make, oh. like, your ripples it, yeah yeah i don't know if it's true or not but that's like what my mom had been taught growing up uh-huh. so, that makes kind of sense because it's a different like it's a different it's like, weave. like sometimes it's a yeah it's a little bit more Aww. sorry my dog is, come on please. Please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now does your mom still participate in your sewing stuff does she ever do any videos with you on your channel i know i remember her being on your she, channel years ago yeah she um Hasn't been on in a while. We haven't really like had time or 
projects to talk about recently. And my kids, but she's still sewing like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she still sews. Um, She is working on. She actually finished her quilt, the one she was making when I made this. She finally finished hers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, so this is like hereditary thing of like taking a long time to finish a quilt. I think it's just quilting. Hers was far more complicated. She made a log cabin quilt, which is like much more like those. Yeah. But she had finished other quilts in between. She had even finished a couple of my quilts in between where I was like, hey, mom, I'm never going to get this quilted and I need it for a video. (laughs) So she actually quilted my sampler so long quilt that I did where each it was 12 different sampler blocks. Oh, wow. And um, like historic blocks and stuff. And I was like, okay, this this is never gonna get done. Can I pay <laughs> you to help me? And she was like, I'll do it for free. Perfect. I, I <laughs> recruit my mom sometimes to help me with sewing stuff. It's usually bandanas when I'm in a time crunch, but she's yeah. helped me with she's very good at uh quilting. She's been doing it for a long time. Once I got too old for her to sew clothes for me, she was like got into quilting so she's been doing it for a long time and she doesn't just do quilts i mean she does like quilted diaper bags for my friends that had babies and she has done other things as well but she um she loves to quilt and she's actually on a quilt retreat this week with all her friends and my aunt and they're all like quilting all week and that's um, amazing working on so they take all their projects and they can be things that they've already started need to finish they can they take different ones and they work on different projects and they just get to be with like-minded people who it's part of her quilt guild that meets like once or twice a month and then they have a big retreat quilt they go on. guild quilt wow. guild it is a whole <laughs> okay, another world yeah. <laughs> but That's she awesome. has an embroidery machine and she was quilting um a flannel quilt for the first time um and she decided she didn't want to like quilt it like normal so she used her embroidery machine with a design to quilt it and it and I helped her kind of map it out you got to start in the center and, and hoop every section and map it out but it was really cool to see how it turned out and it made the quilting of such thicker material uh much easier and it was really kind of fun so hmm. There's different ways to quilt things, which I'm starting to learn more and more about. My my boss gave me a lesson last week. Um, we were both in the office at the same time. We don't go to the office too often, um, but we were both there at the same time. And I said, hey, if you have some time after our meeting, I would love to sit down and learn how to do stippling, like free motion quilting. And so she brings all these samples. She gets so excited. She loves <laughs> to be hands-on and do this stuff um, everyone when she can. And so um, I always learn so much from her. And so we sit there in this conference room and we're we're just set up a machine and we're sewing and she's showing me different techniques of free motion stippling with a darning foot uh and it was really fun but it is challenging you really have to like re like put your brain in a different mode um Mm. because it's not you're not feeding the fabric through with feet or anything it's all in control you have to have a horizon line like it was all these things and there were definitely techniques that i was better at right off the bat than others but it was so funny because i had this like rule in my head like I can't cross lines you know I gotta I gotta swirl and do all this stuff and then I hit a line and I was like oh my gosh and I like stopped and like screamed and and and, and she was like it's okay and I was like I feel like I broke a rule um and it was just so funny and we got so tickled 
And then she goes, and you can breathe when you're doing this too. And I didn't even realize I was like holding my breath the whole time. Like, <gasps> you know, it was so fun, but mm -hmm. I have to practice my stippling because I'm going to be showing it in an upcoming project. So that was part of why I was like, teach me the foundation techniques, teach me kind of the rules and, and the tips. Right. And then I go in and I'm like hardcore practice that over and over and over and over and over again. So that when I have to teach a class on it, I mean, I, I can then at that point say, this is how you do this. Mm -hmm. And and I have learned how to do this and it's stippling and that kind of stuff is literally one of those things you have to practice a lot. I don't know that I would feel comfortable doing it on a quilt, like a big quilt right off the bat, but in small sections to accent like little features or whatever. Yeah, could totally do that. But stippling a uh, free motion uh like a whole quilt i'm not quite there yet <laughs> so some of that like she'll do free motion every time she gets done she's like oh it's not exactly how you know but like everyone <laughs> says the same thing you know but i can only straight line like i just am not brave enough to do the free motion so i i've straight lined this one it's terrible um and then i straight lined yeah. The sew in like the ditch. That's what I do, right? Stitch in the ditch. Stitch yeah, in, the, stitch ditch. in the, the ditch. Yes, exactly. I yeah, really I didn't like understand that. the point of that um, because I'm like, don't you want the quilting to show up? And and she kind of yeah. explained to me why. Not, Sometimes not people don't. It, don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, straight line quilting. I didn't put the quilt up that I did recently in September. We had a quilt uh, project that I did for Singer, and it's like a wall hanging. Uh, just a little fall. It's square blocks. It's like super beginner friendly, but I teach all the basics, right? Of quilting and the binding and the miter corners and all of that jazz. Um, and, and so we, I had it up for a long time, but I put my rug up on the wall for my last few videos, but, um, for Halloween, but yeah, it's, it's really fun. Like once you get going, it's actually quite enjoyable. I just, it's hard for me because I'm a quick project kind of person and, um, I like for things to be a quick turnaround, right? And committing to like some of these bigger quilting projects, I would be like you and your mom. Like that is in a bin for the next 10 years before I <laughs> find it again and go, oh, I should probably yeah. finish that. Mm -hmm. I should probably finish that. Yeah. Well, I think we've kind of gone through our questions yeah. for today. I'm so excited to have gotten to know you more, Whitney. This has been fun. Now I'm like, I need yeah. to make a Halloween costume this weekend. I need to quilt something this weekend. I <laughs> you have yes. inspired. Yes. We will yeah, definitely, definitely be pushing that agenda. Yeah. Because that I is something that everyone should get on board with. I felt seen. <laughs> I felt seen. There's just not enough hours in the day. Yeah. That's exactly. the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. So I think um, my takeaways from today's chit chat is I need that glove to not cut my skin yep. anymore with my rotary blade. So I'm going to add mm -hmm. that to cart. Um, <laughs> I also am going to start establishing don't come into my craft room one or two nights a week. Mm -hmm. Probably ah. two. I mean, my kid is older, so yeah, he's yeah. a little more independent. So, But yeah, like don't come ask me for a snack. Don't come bother me. <laughs> The constant interruptions are so distracting. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are two of my big takeaways. And now I really think I'm going to go dig out some of my old little costumes that I made for Brock and post those to maybe inspire some of y'all to uh, mm -hmm. get creative and see what you have and maybe throw some things. What is that? 
This is what that is. So you don't chop your fingers off. It's the safety shower thing that you put, put on, on your, your ruler. Ruler, so you're holding up high instead of down low. It has suction cups. That's it brilliant. Does. This is my solution to not cutting my fingers off. And I think I got that shortly after Whitney um, cut her finger. <laughs> you know, when you held that up and I saw that, my first instinct, and this is going to show my age, is like, why are you holding up like an old phone? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Lindy, this has been so much fun. Yes, I hope has. you can I come back yes. and join us again. Absolutely. Aww. I appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you get creative with your Halloween costuming, you know, everything. You've got like a week left. You less yeah. than a week. <laughs> and then uh sew your stash. Man, I feel mm-hmm. challenged. And uh, I'm very competitive, so I will rise to the challenge. And (laughs) Ashley and Whitney have to hold me accountable. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll have another episode next Tuesday, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.